You're listening to Canada Reads American Style, the only podcast by two librarians from Michigan who love Canada Reads and Canadian literature. Welcome our hosts, tech guru, baker, and historical romance reader Shauna, and content provider, dog lover, and nonfiction and realistic fiction reader Rebecca. Hello, and welcome to Canada Reads American Style. I'm Shauna. And I'm Rebecca. Today, we are going to be talking about our Read Native 21 Challenge, and we are really excited to have Tara join us again so that we can catch up on what all three of us have been reading. And so that I can say I'm officially done with the challenge. Woohoo, all done. And now I can read Native American literature on my pace and not have to do it in one year. <laughs> At least that's what I've learned through this whole thing. <laughs> it's like, man, I need a little bit of a break from all of the uh, the hardship that Native Americans and Indigenous people have gone through. I'm like, it's very important to learn about and read about, but I am very happy to be able to read a historical romance uh, <laughs> soon. <laughs> so. But I wanted to, even though I've completed the challenge, I didn't want to go through and tell you all 22, how I completed each of the 22. But the book that surprised me the most was the biography of a Native American category, which I read Moose to Moccasins, the story of Kakita Wapanokwe by Feralt Marilyn Tat. And the reason why this book surprised me was that in the actual book, the author was able to provide photographs of her family and things that she did growing up. And this woman was born in 1901. And the fact that she's wearing so many Western clothing in all of her photos was mind boggling to me. And then all of her stories are about how she grew up on native lands and how they trapped and and did their hunting. And then later on, she was in uh, documentary films that it was just so eye-opening to me as a reader and being able to see this woman's life from that perspective. So that was like the most surprising book that I got to read off the challenge. The next book I read is from the category debut novel from a native author. And this is actually um, The True Story of Pocahontas, The Other Side of History by Linwood Costello and Angela L. Daniel, who is um, Silver Star. And I only know of the Pocahontas version of, or the Disney version of Pocahontas. I was never aware that there was a whole other side of the story and how a lot of that information, when you dig up the letters and the timelines and you put everything together, the true, I call it like the true knowledge of that Pocahontas is a 14 year old girl who was never in love with John Smith. John Smith made all that stuff up to um, make him be the good guy. And he ends up being the bad guy. So uh, that was an interesting book, to say the least. I would say the most important book that I read was um, the book that takes place on a reservation. And it was called Res Life, An Indian's Journey Through Reservation Life by David Troer, in which 
Um, we just interviewed David Heska, the author of Winter Counts, and he recommended another book by David Troer. But I'm just like, I don't know. Res Life is really good, and it really gives a like the legal aspects of how Native Americans don't have what like they don't have the land that they live on they don't even though it's theirs it should be theirs all of this he goes into really great detail about it and that was probably the most important book that I read now the best book that I read in the whole Renative 21 challenge was of uh, the category that I put a book by native author from your tribe. And I chose Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Boulier as a book from my tribe because it takes place in Michigan. I'm from Michigan. Uh, I have done like ancestral, like looking into my past and history because family lore has told me that my great grandmother was Native American, and um, that my grand my great grandfather was French Canadian, and they fell in love and got married. And it's just like I was talking to my family over the weekend. It's like, oh no, they had like five or six husbands, and people had died, and, and there was like half brothers and all these kinds of things. So I was like, how in the world do I find a book about a Native author from my tribe? So. When I found out that Angeline Boulier, I had read it for a different category, but once I found out that this book was taking place in Michigan and that the author was from Michigan, I was like, that's how I'm going to classify as a, a native author from my tribe, which would be from the state of Michigan. And Firekeeper's Daughter, wow, was that such a fascinating book. Not only do you have a well-written piece of fiction, but you also have a well-written piece of um, understanding the culture because even though now I live closer to the Canadian border in the UP, they're so close that they cross the border on a daily basis. And the fact, like one of the things that I learned from that book was that Americans will go over to Canada for cheaper medicine and Canadians will come over to America for cheaper gas and cheaper food. And I was just like, oh my goodness. And it's got hockey in it. And, you know, the angst, the teenage angst of wanting to be in love with somebody. And then it's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe we should live, live, live our lives and so on and so forth. But I would have to say like Firekeeper's Starter was definitely the best book. I've told several people, I said, this is the book you should read. So um, I'm very... Uh, excited and I'm so glad that the American Indian Library Association put out this challenge because I typically would not have read almost anything on this list. I think something that everybody should do in their lives is take on something that they wouldn't necessarily do. So Tara, how about you? What have you been up to for the Read Native 21 Challenge? Well, I am far behind on the challenge, so it may be maybe may more of a read native 21 slash 22 challenge for me, but I'm okay with that. I think because I haven't um, I haven't been searching out books for each particular heading, so I've just kind of been picking up books as 
I've found them and felt in the mood to read them. So I think probably in 22, I'm going to be looking more at the topics that I, or the headings that I have left and filling them in, like more proactively searching out particular ones rather than just whatever I find. Having said that, there are quite a few that were published up here in Canada this fall that I am looking forward to. So, but what I've read, so I haven't done much of a um, jump on in the last couple of months, but I have filled in my horror sec, uh, one. So there's an American, a Native American author, Stephen Graham Jones, and his book, one of his I'd heard about a couple of years ago and had picked it up and I finally read it this summer and it is called The Only Good Indians. And it is really good. It's scary. It's graphic at times when the, there are, there's violence in it and the violence is quite graphic, but the story is really good. Um, it kind of, it's been a couple of months since I read it. It, it's kind of like, a, it's a revenge story. I don't want to spoil anything. It's a revenge story and I quite enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much that I actually picked up his newest book, which is called My Heart is a Chainsaw. That one I also really like. So in the first one, there are Native American characters and it tackles issues to uh, colonialism, present day issues. So urban Indians, the res residential schools, the whole, like a lot of topics. This one, the My Heart is a Chainsaw, is more of a slasher horror book, if you can have a slasher horror book, which I think you can. But the main character is a young girl, I think she's 17, young Native American girl, teenager in high school who loves slasher movies. And in her hometown, there is a slasher movie, like it, it, not a slasher movie, but there is something going on and how she deals with the trauma in her past life is through watching these slasher movies. But now she sees it coming to fruition in real life too, uh, in her town. It is super good, but what I loved about it, so it's not in the same vein and that it tackles a lot of issues, but it's just that they're, the main character is a Native American character like you know she's just so there's no it, it doesn't feel the need to tackle all these issues it's just that she's a Native American character and that's actually one of the things I loved about it my son is actually who is 17 read this book and loved this book as well and is getting ready to read his other one so those I know both ticked off the horror box so I got two ticks there <laughs> And then presently, I'm reading another poetry book uh, by Rebecca Thomas, who is a poet from Nova Scotia here in Canada. She was our poet laureate in Halifax, or I think for three years, uh, 2014 to 2017. She was, or, no, 2016 to 2018 was Halifax poet laureate. And she does a lot of um, uh, spoken word poetry which I'm, I'm not a poetry person, but I'm reading more of it lately. But I do like spoken word poetry because I like the rhythm that it brings to it. And so even, so she is a spoken word poet, but this is written, 
but the rhythm is in the poems, which I like, you can, as I'm reading it, I can hear it being spoken. If, I don't know if that makes sense, but they are lovely. So she is uh, Mi'kmaq. Her father was Mi'kmaq and a residential school survivor. Her mother is white. And it's her coming to terms with, well, her father's past, his trauma. And I think also not being, how, how, what's the, like, so not really truly recognizing her Mi'kmaq background throughout most of her life. And all of a sudden she is, but she doesn't have status. She's not been partaking in the culture. So it's her coming to terms with it in that sense. And I'm really enjoying it. It's really beautiful. And I have to say that I don't read horror books and I want to read him. I want to read Stephen Graham. Is it Stephen, Stephen Graham Jones? Is that his name? Yes. Yep. I want to read him so bad because everybody really raves about his books, but I think they're too scary for me. So I, I don't know. Um, I didn't find them to be really scary. They are really violent at times. But his, uh, you know, Rebecca, I would give it a shot. Yeah. 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 Because even the way he writes, I love the um, the one, his latest one, the, My Heart is a Chainsaw. He, his writing style is, I found it to be very different from the only good Indians. Mm. And he has these, so she's a teen, a high school student. And some of the chapters are essays that she has written as extra work to, uh, to her history teacher. So he's written them as a, my son and I were discussing it. He's written them as a teenager. Like I'm reading it thinking that sounds exactly how a teenager, like uh, 17 years old would write an essay. But it doesn't sound like he's trying to write like a teenager. He, it sounds like a teenager wrote it, which I think is fascinating. Like that would not be easy to, he's a great writer. Yeah. And she does a great job of writing her essays, but they're not his caliber. Yeah. That, he do that? I, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting because uh, I just read something recently where I thought it was supposed to be a child's voice, a younger person's voice, and it was very mature. And that always just kind of is unsettling because you know that a, a, a like a 10-year-old doesn't really talk that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but all right. So I have eight books I want to just at least mention, but there's one in particular I want to call out. But so um, I have to laugh because Shauna, when she said she completed the challenge, I was like, what the hell? And I'm <laughs> going to say, what the hell? Because... <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, she's saying like, oh, this will probably go into 2022. And then she tells me two months early, she's finished. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I have a long way to go, but I put holds on a whole bunch of books. And I told them at work, I said, I got like 15 books coming in because I got to pick and choose what I want to read. But uh, anyway, but I'm, I'm, I'm making a good pace, I think for what I, because I have thrown some other books in here uh, while I've been doing this challenge. But the first one, I want to mention is I just finished this one. It was a youth award winner and I can make this promise by Christine Day and it was an award winner. And it's a story set in modern day Seattle about a young girl who finds out uh, there's more to her family background than she knew. She knew her mother is obviously Native American, but didn't know the story about her own mother. And so that was a really, I thought it was really well done. I kind of teared up at the end. It was a beautiful story. And it was set in an area that I've been in many times, the Seattle area. So that was kind of nice to hear or to read about 
that that location. I'm always about the geography of places. So, and in fact, that brings me to book number two, the horror book. I ended up because I am such a chicken when it comes to horror that I thought, well, here's a book, Talk to Me, an anthology of Ar Arctic horror stories. And I thought, hey, if it's set in the Arctic and I've never been there, I maybe I won't be as afraid when I read it. And I have to say, some of the stories are pretty creepy. Uh, and nothing scared me so much that I couldn't, you know, sleep at night. But I will say that there was a complaint from one reader on Goodreads who said they didn't like how the stories just would abruptly end with no resolution. Well, I love that. So you kind of had to think, oh my Lord, they just got eaten by this thing, whatever it was. So I like that. Uh, there was one story in it that went on for 50 pages that quite frankly, I didn't understand. And I challenge anyone to read it and then let me know what, what, what it meant because I didn't get it at all. And number three, my fiction book was Indians on Vacation by Thomas King, which we actually all three of us read together in our book club. So that was really kind of fun. I enjoyed that. And then my mystery book was Murder on the Red Cliff Res by Marty, M-A-R-D-I, Oakley. And interestingly, it was set in Wisconsin. And there is a, the Red Cliff Reservation in Wisconsin is at the very tip of the northern part of Wisconsin. And I didn't know anything about it. And I started looking into it on Instagram and everything. And it's a really beautiful area. And it was a very interesting mystery. It was an older one. I think it was written maybe like, trying to remember if it was like 20 years ago, but I really actually enjoyed the mystery. And I think it's one that when I posted it on Instagram, it got the least number of likes. And I think honestly, it's because the cover didn't look that you know, engaging, but I recommend it. It was a, it was really a good read. I enjoyed it. And then my comic slash graphic novel was Trickster, Native American Tales, and anything about Trickster Tales, especially in graphic form, are wonderful. So I highly recommend that one. And then my sci-fi fantasy book was Elatsoe by Darcy Little Badger. And the reason I had picked that one is it was listed as Times and I assume that's Time Magazine, but it was Time's best 100 fantasy books of all time. And I thought it was just written in 2020. So how in the world did it make the list of 100 best of all time? And it was wonderful. I absolutely loved it. And there will be a sequel, I think. And I, think, I believe she's working on it. And I would highly recommend that. But I don't even probably need to because it's gotten so many awards and it's been noticed in so many different ways that probably if you haven't read it by now, you, you're kind of missing the train. I would say jump on that right away. And then a book that takes place on a reservation, that was my uh, book, Winter Counts by David Heska Wandley Wyden, who we just interviewed. And that book I absolutely loved and I highly, highly recommend it. He is, in fact, working on a sequel, which I'm so thrilled, but it's about a Native American vigilante, because on the reservation, the way the U.S. laws are, um, they need to have vigilantes to take care, take care of justice on the reservation in many cases. And I won't even go into that detail because you'll hear more about it in the interview. But the last book I want to just mention, this was the de debut novel, and it was The Seed Keeper by Diane Wilson. And not only is it, even though we're only at the end, towards the end of October, it will be my best book I've read this year without a doubt. It's actually in my top 
probably five books I've ever read in my life. I love this book. It's a story of, it's a generational story of Native American women and their connections to one another. And this idea of how seeds are a living part of our lives and our culture and how important, well, I shouldn't say ours, I should say Native American lives and culture and how these seeds were passed along from one family to another through generations and, and why it's important and really kind of how Americans get it wrong that we don't respect the land, the water, the air, the seeds. It's, it's just really an incredibly beautiful story. And there are so many layers to this book and the way that it kind of tells different people's stories. It, it's just, it's at, uh, incredible women characters, like really strong, amazing female characters. So if you love that about um, great fiction, I would definitely pick up The Seed Keeper. And I did get to see, uh, she did a, an interview um, through one of the libraries in Hennepin County in Minnesota. The book is set in Minnesota. And she spoke with two other Native American authors and the three of them, it was just absolutely fascinating. So what I would say is this whole challenge this year of Read Native 21 has just opened my eyes in a big way. And I look forward to continuing to read as much as I can get my hands on, because I do think it is kind of like Shauna said, you know, there is the the trauma and the pain of what, what we've done to Native Americans historically. But then there's this amazing vibrancy and resilience that's really incredible. And it's, it's, it's especially important that we read the celebrations and the wonderful, exciting things that, that uh, they contribute to their own culture and their own people and to American culture overall. So uh, yeah, it's just been an incredible journey this year. And for me, it won't end because I'm going to keep reading along these lines. So anyway, that's what I read so far. And I still have about eight more books to go, but I'm confident I will finish by the end of the year. <laughs> and with that, we can't wait to end the Read Native 21 challenge with you guys in our last podcast about this when we record it in December. So have a good one. Bye. Goodbye.